Hi, welcome or welcome back to Playtime Radio. My name is Saskia and the purpose of this podcast is to answer your love and sex questions. This is the podcast 100% about you. As always, you can submit your own questions anonymously by heading to yourplaytimeradio.com under the submit link and I'll be very, very happy to answer your question. Alternatively, you can go to my Instagram where you find a link in the bio. As I say, this is 100% anonymous. I will never know who you are and I always answer these questions, I hope, respectfully and with your privacy in mind. And the goal here is to help you have a better sex life, to help you cultivate better relationships. That's what this podcast is about. And if you're a repeat listener, you know that unfortunately I've had to stop playing music on the podcast. But if you still want a banging sex playlist, you should check out the Playtime Radio full track list on Spotify, where I've listed all the songs I've played on episodes previously and I update it regularly. It's a tried and tested playlist. I know it works. I have friends who use it. Trust me on this one. You're not going to want to miss out on it. Okay, so before we start, let's set an intention together. I started this last episode and I would really love to continue doing it. So maybe your intention for today, for this episode, is to learn something new or to find something that resonates with you. So we're going to take a second to focus on the intention and breathe in. And breathe out. Now keep that intention in mind as you listen or just relax and enjoy. Maybe that's your intention for this episode. Okay. I have definitely cracked open a bottle of wine, which I encourage you to do as well, responsibly. (laughs) I have lit my candle. I feel like my chakras are quite aligned today. And I'm having a really, really great week. And I hope you are as well. So let's get into it. Align your chakras, do some kegels, light a candle, open a bottle of wine. And now it's time to play. My first question reads as follows. What is the best pickup line to use on someone I meet at a bar? Now, I don't know your gender or your sexual orientation, but I have asked my friends, I've asked my female friends and my male friends for what works best for them when they're trying to pick up someone that they don't know. And alternatively, what works best on them? What's been the most successful pickup line that someone has used on them in a public place? And I've compiled their experiences and my own into this, and I hope this is really helpful to you. And if it's not helpful, if this is not something that you're interested in personally, then uh, maybe these will give you some funny anecdotes to think about or just ways to improve your game. So my gorgeous, gorgeous friend was on a train sitting across from a cute guy, and she spent the journey reading. She was fully focused And unfortunately, there were people around her who were making it a bit difficult to focus. But she caught the eye of this really attractive man. And they seemed to share this kind of annoyance at the people around them, making it difficult for them to concentrate. Anyway, as he got off the train, he slipped her a note saying that he that she sorry, had the concentration of a Zen master and left his name and phone number. This works 100 percent. This is so fail proof because first of all he didn't have to have that awkward conversation with her where things might have potentially soured and got the point straight across by giving his phone number and his name this is also great because it gives her the option to either message him or not to call him or to not and I think 
when you're approaching someone in a public place, you have to kind of detach from the outcome. I'm going to talk about detachment a little later in this episode, but for the purposes of this, I think you really can't tie up your hopes too much into whatever the other person responds with. Of course, you've got to be confident and you've got to have that vibe with them and you've got to feel the energy, but you also don't want to be obsessing over what this person is going to respond if you walk up to them and just pronounce your undying love for them. And similarly, I've had other things like this happen in public places where someone just writes their name and their phone number on a napkin and I, like this works 100%. Leaving a note, being a little bit, not aloof, but leaving something behind physical, first of all, that has your handwriting on it, is so personal and I think it's underrated and sexy, especially when it's done when you've, um, when you've made some kind of connection with them like my friend was just making eye contact with this guy on the train and that was enough for him to find something to leave his phone number for also it's not creepy (laughs) this may be disputed but again it gives her the option to tap out and to not be interested and never call him but it means she has to she has something of his and that more likely than not she's gonna put that note in her pocket or in her bag and probably use it at some point So if you're feeling a little shy or nervous, leaving a note is really, really ideal for that kind of situation. All right. But if you're at a bar, let's say you're at a bar and you're really feeling yourself, you see a really attractive person across the bar and you want to speak to them. Very, very easy one to do. And this is for females specifically. I don't know how this works on men. I've never tried it and I don't know any people who have on men. But I can attest to it working very, very well for women. The easiest thing to do is to either send her a drink or to very discreetly cover her tab. Now, if you send over a drink, even if she looks unimpressed, it is flattering. I don't care what people say. It's 100% flattering to be sent a drink by a handsome stranger from across the bar. Or to be notified that your bill has already been paid for. Listen, if she's polite... She'll at least come over and thank you. And that's your opportunity to introduce yourself. If she doesn't come over and thank you, then frankly, yeah, you've wasted a drink. But (laughs) you can send her a shot or something very inoffensive and not too crazy about your wallet. And if she doesn't thank you, then clearly she's just not worth talking to because it's very rude. Uh, But it's a very flattering gesture, non-creepy, in my opinion, when it's done right and leaves the ball in her court she can reciprocate she can send you a drink back she can come over at the very least and say thank you and this is your golden moment to introduce yourself when this comes around I just think the key is to be very relaxed and to keep that intensity and to keep smiling I think that's the most important thing in this kind of situation is to smile at the person you're trying to engage with and not in a creepy way but in a very relaxed, confident way. Smiling is 100% such a turn on. There's something very attractive about locking eyes with a stranger and them smiling at you. Whether you're super attractive or not, there is something there that will catch people's eye and that will draw them to you. So send her a shot or a glass of champagne. I I think girls love to feel that they've made such a strong impression from across a bar that this 100% works. If it doesn't, then unfortunately you've just, you know, you've just bought a drink for someone who doesn't appreciate you. And it is a bold move, but 
I promise you that this is a lot better than walking up to a woman unsolicited at a bar and saying wagwan. <laughs> it, it will work a lot better, trust me. Uh, another really good one at the bar is if you're standing next to her or if you orchestrate a way to stand next to her, just ask her what you should order. Because this, this breaks the ice. Again, non-creepy and it gets a conversation going about what she likes to drink or what she assumes you would like to drink. Oh, you think you think I like gin? Why would you say that? But but in a non-confrontational, flirty way. The key is to keep it very light at a bar. You don't want to go in with the overkill of, oh my god, you are so sexy. How can I get you to come out with me? Don't don't go in for the kill like that. Just introduce yourself and be confident and smile. Don't touch her unless she reciprocates it. Especially that. Do not touch women or men that you don't know who have not seemed consenting to that. That's really creepy and she's going to run off as fast as she can. And the most important thing I think for men and women, this is really important, I'm just going to share some of my tips into knowing how someone, whether someone is into you or not in a public place like this. This is the kind of body language you should be looking out for. Is she smiling back at you? Is he smiling back at you? Are they facing you? Are you When you talk at them or talk to them, are they facing their whole body towards you? Or are they just staring right ahead and giving you a kind of 90 degree angle? And the other really, really important body language tip, and this might sound unusual, but this, I, I promise you on my life, this 100% tells me whether someone is interested in me or not. It's even great in kind of social situations where... Let's say you're at a party and there's one person you have your eye on, but you're not sure whether they feel the same way about you and you don't know how to proceed and you're standing in a group and you're talking with lots of people. Look at the person you like and look at their feet. Where are their feet pointing to? Psychology says that we point our feet at the direction of the person we're most interested in. So you, I've seen people talking in groups where one person is talking to another, directly engaging with them in conversation and their feet are pointing halfway across the room at the girl in the corner. And I promise you that we lead with our feet. I know we think that they don't matter, but keep an eye out on girls' or guys' feet when you're in this kind of situation and see whether they're reciprocating your body language. Another thing that we do when we like someone is that we mirror them. Like if you touch your hair, they might touch their hair and mirror that that signal subconsciously often we can't help it that we just whenever we like someone we want to show them that we reciprocate in any way possible even if that means we you know smile at the same time they do or just any kind of body cue pick up on those especially the feet I I don't know how to like emphasize the importance of this the feet are so important where are their feet pointing (laughs) and if they don't turn to face you or engage you know if the feet don't if the feet aren't reciprocating I'm afraid it's game over for you Their mind is not, you know, they may be talking to you, but they're not thinking about you at that very second. Finally, the most important thing about body language and about picking up women or men in public places is it's much more about how you carry yourself and how you say things rather than what you say. I mean, you can have a guy come up to you and have the the most generic or non-flirty line, but the way that they say it, the way that they smile, the way that they engage with you just makes you feel instantly more attracted to them than if they come up with you with some super elaborate, 
uh, line or I, I've had people do magic tricks, <laughs> you know, which is cute, but the way you say things and the way you present yourself, that first impression is crucial. So make sure that if you're trying to approach someone that you're not shit-faced and that you're ready to engage and be friendly, be friendly. I think sometimes people have their guard up when they like someone, especially in public for the first time, and they just want to show a bit of a sassy, overconfident side of themselves, especially women. I know that women can sometimes turn on the kind of defensiveness, and it really doesn't appeal to whoever you're interested in to be a bit snarky. Smile, have open body language, and reciprocate, and watch out for their body cues. And unfortunately, if they are not giving you reciprocal cues, you know what? Move on. Enjoy your night. Get off at the next stop. Do your own thing. Move on to the next. Don't be a pickup artist and try and needle someone into going out with you or to getting someone's phone number. If they like you, they'll like you and they will take your phone number or they'll start talking to you. And you can give them your phone number on a piece of paper or at the end of the conversation. This is a good one is to leave a little bit early. This works like a ch- like this works so well because also again, it's that kind of element of mystery of who is this really attractive man who's just bought me a drink and tells me 10 minutes later after a really really interesting conversation that they unfortunately have to leave. That's a turn on. That's what leaves people wanting more when they haven't met you yet. You still have that upper hand of elusiveness and mystery about you. They don't know you. You're a stranger, a handsome or gorgeous stranger from across the bar. So even if you're having the time of your life talking to this girl or this guy, make sure that you exit the conversation first with a big smile saying that you would love to see them again or you would love to go for another drink or coffee sometime. Give them your phone number. Be charming. Give them a compliment. Again, this is this is such great advice. Give someone a compliment. Not a, not a like a oh, your eyes are just so incredibly intense. A very straightforward compliment. It can be, you know, um, I see you've got good taste in whatever you're drinking. Just make it up, but be charming about it and don't overdo it. Don't give her the whole spiel about how she's so stunning because I can guarantee you that whether she's gorgeous or not, objectively, she's heard it a million times before from guys trying to get into her pants. So make an impression, make a bold first impression that is backed up with kindness and charm. Don't be overconfident and more than anything, kindness. Look into her eyes, look into their eyes, smile, introduce yourself politely and if they don't like you, you move on. That's my advice and I hope this gives you all some, some, uh, some good, some good things to know like the body language trick and leaving your name and your phone number on on a napkin or whatever, these work 100%. But much more important than the moves, it's how you execute them and the intention behind them. Good luck. Okay, had a little wine break and I'm back with question number two, which reads as follows. My boyfriend really loves Doggy, but I find it really hard to connect with him in that position. And it also doesn't really do much for me. Any advice on how to make doggy more intimate? Thank you. Thank you very much for this question. I think I've been kind of shying away from answering very sexual questions lately because I just, especially with associating my name with this podcast, I just think sometimes I give the wrong impression. But I actually really do have some good tips for this that I think might really help. 
So first thing I think that can make doggy much more intimate is just changing the mechanics of it. And maybe not doing doggy, but instead doing a speed bump, which if you haven't done it before, maybe you have and you just don't know the name, is where instead of being on your on your hands and knees, you're actually lying flat and you just arch yourself up in a little way, um, which first of all is going to really intensify the angle for you when you're being penetrated. It, it will change the angle for you because it's a lot deeper and much more direct and the beauty of this is that you can turn your head. You can look at that other person um, and they can actually almost lie on top of you and you can you can be touching each other in a much more intimate way than in probably normal doggy. And turning your head, again, the first thing that's going to make anything more intimate in bed is eye contact. Easy, so easy and effective. And I know it may feel scary. Sometimes it can feel intimidating or you feel vulnerable, but that is what makes it really sexy and really intimate is sharing that eye contact when you're doing something that might make you feel, I don't know, you're not always in your best angle during sex, but this is something that's really going to change the experience for you and make it much more intense and probably more romantic. And uh, I think your boyfriend's going to love that too. Another very easy way to make doggy more enjoyable, more intimate is just to change the pace. I think I've said this time and time again, but I think porn and especially mass-produced acted porn made in studios has really, it's really influenced how we view sex and how we think sex should be done. And sometimes I think we have this perception that doggy is like a really unintimate and very rough position where like you have to be, you have to basically like be like fucking like rabbits in order for it to be enjoyable. And sure, like it has its moments, but (laughs) I think changing the pace and actually taking control can be really, really powerful and like a a turn on but also a confidence boost for you so if your boyfriend is doing a little much with a doggy literally say to him just just let me and build your own pace on your hands and knees this this would be definitely better done when you're on your hands and knees 100% but just just turn around to him and say look just give me a second and just start doing your own thing move at your own pace that makes you feel comfortable that's going to be such a turn on for you and for him especially thinking that you know my girlfriend's enjoying this so much that she wants to take the pace she wants to slow down or she wants to speed up and it's up to her this is a way you can also retain control you can control the speed you're the most important thing in that room right in that second and you've got to act like it and there is another position in doggy that i would recommend i don't think this works for everyone but try it try it try try it and this is doggy where instead of you being on your hands and knees you're both upright on your knees so you're effectively kneeling and they're also kneeling behind you this is great if you can get the angle right because obviously you're much closer to each other again like the speed bump you have that contact that you don't necessarily have in normal doggy you can look at each other and he can grab you and hold on to you you know like like he can bite your neck listen I don't know what you're into but if you wanted to be more intimate definitely more contact and again this is beautiful because you can turn your head you can look at the person you're with you can look at your boyfriend uh but I I mean I highly recommend another way to make it more intimate with the with the way you look and the way you turn your head is not just to look at your boyfriend but also to look behind you 
I think that's also really like that's great. I think I think that turns on a lot of people is when you're actually watching what's happening from behind you and and just enjoying it. Uh, I think that's really intimate as well. Again, you're being very vulnerable and it's a very vulnerable thing to be doing and anything that makes it more intimate is definitely going to be a turn on for you. And for making it feel hotter for you, I have a couple of tips. So first of all is, again, to deepen the angle by arching your back. You can totally play with this position and get creative. Um, And you can do the classic, like, call her daddy, ass up, face down. Listen, they say that's for the advanced. It's, it's It's not as difficult as people make it out to be. Practice. Practice by yourself before you do this in the bedroom. Just practice the way you arch your back. Don't, don't, don't do a flat back. It doesn't, it doesn't look or feel particularly great in my opinion and it's much better and sexier and probably better for you in terms of pleasure if you're actually arching your back or facing downwards with your hips in the air Uh, or maybe actually do some kegels now I know I joke about this in the intro but seriously that can really intensify your pleasure during this position and catch your boyfriend really off guard just practice that practice it by yourself have you guys seen that um that euphoria episode in season one where Maddie <laughs> Matt, I mean this this show is so messy but Maddie she's she's messy as hell as well but this was one of her defining moments for me is when she learns from porn how to be a little bit of a porn star and she's just practicing the moves that she sees in porn by herself while I don't condone watching mass made porn so that you can pick up tricks necessarily because often it just skews your view of actual sex I think she's got a point practice your arch practice the way you deepen an angle practice the way that you would turn around and face your partner Uh, another way to obviously make this really hot again this is going to require a little bit of you pushing the boat out a bit is to when you're on your hands and knees to give yourself clitoral stimulation fire I promise you that's going to turn him on it's going to turn you on and again, you can control the pace on this one. And what's even better is if he realizes what, what you're doing and takes over and actually mimics what you're doing. Boom. Really hot. My final trick for doggy and making it more intimate and pleasurable. I, I swear, I'm such a genius when it comes to this. But seriously, doggy with a mirror. Boom. <laughs> this is this is really the ultimate i mean it's ultimate with any with any position but this is really really intimate is either doing doggy where you can see yourselves in a mirror kneeling or again like the position i mentioned where you're both on your knees and looking in the mirror so intimate and that way you don't have to turn your head and give yourself a neck cramp you can actually look at your partner in the mirror look at your boyfriend I mean, it's like watching live porn while you feel... It's like the it's like the what VR porn tries to emulate, right? Try that. And then even hotter if you combine the mirror and then you controlling the pace of the doggy. You're going to have the most wild sex. I'm serious. This is really genius. But guys, invest in some really good floor-length mirrors in your bedroom or wherever you have sex. It will change your life, I promise.
All right, I had to take another break. That was a steamy question. I, I Listen, I don't gas myself, but I think I gave some good advice. So really take that home. If this was your intention to learn a better sex tip, try the things I mentioned. Just think about what you're doing with doggy. Anyway, <laughs> my last conseil of this episode, this is the question. I'm obsessed with this guy I met recently and I'm worried he's losing interest. When I text him, he takes ages to respond and only asks me to hang out the day of or that night. How do I turn this into a relationship? Okay. I'm going to say it again for the ladies in the back. Listen this time. If he likes you, you'll know. If he doesn't like you, you'll be confused. This speaks for itself and it works time and time again with nearly 99.9% of men, straight men in this position. It sounds to me like you are confused and I'm sorry about this, but this is a shitty situation to be in and I'm very sorry you find yourself in it because it's unpleasant to feel like the person you like doesn't like you back the same way. But I gotta also ask you, would you let any of your friends or your family treat you like this? Uh, I mean, <laughs> listen, if, if, my, if my sister love her dearly, and if, if you're listening, love you very much. If my sister put up half this crap with me and didn't call me back or didn't text me back, I'd be so annoyed, so annoyed. And the threshold for that is a lot higher, I think. And your tolerance is lower because you're so close to them. But you've got to put this into perspective. This is a guy who should be showing interest in you if he is interested in you and it sounds to me like he's not and when you say how do I turn this into a relationship well when I read this I kind of had these alarm bells ringing off in my head for you because I just thought oh my god why 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 would you want to be in a relationship with someone who isn't showing you that interest why do you want to be in a relationship with this person I think you really have to drill down and answer this question for yourself and go beyond the whole oh, he's really cute, he's really attractive and really fun. He's really funny. (laughs) And why does this person have such a hold over you? Are you trying to build a relationship with someone to prove a point to yourself? Are you trying to validate yourself by having someone else be interested in a relationship with you? Unfortunately, I think if you're worried that he is losing interest, he probably is. There's this really interesting phenomenon in psychology that I want to compare to this, and that is that men in relationships, committed monogamous long-term relationships with women who are insecure, if a woman constantly accuses her boyfriend of cheating on her when he's not cheating on her and constantly gives him crap about why he's out late and, oh, you must like this girl from your work, the odds are that that person who's not cheating on you is much more likely to actually end up cheating on you if you put additional scrutiny onto them. What I'm trying to say here is that we have a tendency to align everyone's assumptions with our actions. We we manifest what we believe in, in the physical world. Listen, I think I've had enough wine to get a little spiritual today, but this is not the episode for it, and I also don't want to show you guys all my all my law of attraction weirdness right now. So I'm just going to stick to the love and relationship advice. (laughs) What I'm trying to say with this is that men 
and I, I don't know about women yet. I think women do, but it's different. So I'm just going to stick with men, especially since you spe- specify that this is man. Men can smell desperate energy. They can feel it. In the same way that a man can totally tell when you're moving on. And that's when he decides to slide back in the DMs or to talk to you again. Is when they feel that you are slipping away and they are no longer gaining control over you. Men smell desperate energy and they run from it. You being vulnerable, you messaging him too much or calling him or being overly girlfriend when you're not his girlfriend is going to probably scare him. And if you have to trick a man into a relationship by being, by, by assuming the role of girlfriend, you're, you're doing it wrong. In my opinion, you're doing it wrong. Because I think men are hardwired to seal the deal and to and to form a relationship that's meaningful to them on their terms that you agree to. Not you running around answering booty calls and messages the day of. And I think the problem is that also you create this cycle of him thinking, oh, she's, you know, she's down for anything at whatever time of day, whatever time of night, she's not busy she's interested in hooking up with me she's interested in spending time with me and that is going to reinforce the idea that you don't have a life of your own and that you are powerless to their whim and every desire which you're not and you should have so much more to do in a day than than sit by the phone waiting for for it to ring and i know that's an exaggeration i'm sure your life doesn't revolve around this boy but you did say you're obsessed with him and this worries me because i think the emotional detachment is super important at this stage of any relationship. The number one goal is emotional detachment from outcome and from being so fulfilled within yourself and so happy and busy and doing your own thing, achieving your own goals and and going after your own your own life and your own success that something that falls into your lap is great, but you are not going to chase after anyone who doesn't show you that they feel the same way about you. What's the point? Is it just a waste of time? So, unfortunately, babe, I am not the fairy godmother in Cinderella. I can't help you turn this into a relationship like she can turn a pumpkin into a carriage. However, what I can do, and I hope that I can instill in you, is I can encourage you to raise your standards. Watch what happens when you say no. Or when you disengage. Watch what happens. Watch the energy shift. I've had friends who've been in similar predicaments. Who have decided to cold turkey stop talking to a boy. Because they've been incredibly inconsistent. Or uh, presumptuous about their time and what they want. And they've stopped talking to this person. And one of two things happens. One, you enter a stalemate. Where this guy picks up on the fact that you're ignoring him or that you're just constantly saying, no, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not free, I can't hang out, I'm really busy. Either it's a stalemate and they just stop messaging you. In which case, you'll realise why you've been confused and why you felt that he's losing interest. On the other hand, and this has happened to my friends, if they change their energy, you can feel this energy shift, even over text messages, You can feel when someone starts investing a little more heavily in you because they realize that you are slipping away. And once people realize that you are not under their thumb, they squirm a little bit. 
And my advice here is to make him squirm a little bit. And don't do this in a kind of psychological torture way, but genuinely for your own mental health and happiness and to stop obsessing over someone. I really, really think it's in your best interest. Just start saying no. Just say no once in a while. Maybe you can see him, but see him in a social context, not where you're alone together. Or just say you're busy. You've got stuff going on and, you know, you you can't make it tonight. And maybe that would drive home the message that if he wants to see you, he needs to text you a couple of days in advance or make plans when he sees you for the next time he sees you. And maybe you've got a great guy who really does like you and just hasn't been expressing it properly until now because he's been a bit lazy. And hopefully he'll miss you and the energy will shift in the relationship. And then you can regain some control. This is in your control. You can you can choose how this goes. But if he's just booty calling, he'll probably move on if you stop texting back. And then you'll you'll save yourself so much heartbreak and so much time if you don't squander it on someone who's not reciprocating your cues. But if he's just texting you for a booty call and he realizes that you aren't interested and moves on, hopefully by that point you're miles ahead of him and you're so over it. And when he texts you back, you're just like, ugh, who is this? I don't even have your number saved in my phone anymore. So again, emotional detachment from outcome. I'm going to do an episode on this at some point and maybe even talk about my personal experience with it because I think a lot of us really struggle with it, detaching emotionally from outcome in all aspects of life, not just relationships or love, in everything. We often fixate on something and we obsess over something so much that it doesn't manifest for us. I'm, I'm going to stop talking about it, Max. I'm going to sound like a crazy person. <laughs> anyway. I hope you uh, I hope you raise your standards and you realize that you're worth a lot more than a booty call, especially if you want a relationship. If you just want sex, more power to you. Do your own thing. But if you want this to be a relationship, the first thing you have to do is completely detach from the idea of it ever being a relationship and focus on yourself and put yourself first. And instead of going to his place at three in the morning, take a fucking bubble bath. Do your own thing. Call your friends, go out, and don't sloppy text them at three in the morning. <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm coming coming across a bit harsh or hard on you, but I think a lot of people will relate to this question and feeling fixated over someone. And it can be very easily remedied just by regaining control over your feelings and your life and reassessing and asking yourself that golden, golden question. Does he like me or am I confused? Thank you so much for your question. I really appreciate it. And best of luck to you. All right, you lovely people. That is everything for this episode. Really, really enjoyed these questions this episode. But there were some good ones in there. And I have a lot more coming up that I am attending to very, very shortly. So keep your eyes peeled for another episode. I will be back very, very soon. I'm, I'm guessing I'm going to do it every two weeks. Or I think this is now three weeks since the last episode. So I apologize for the wait. But I'm back. In a way, I have never been back before. <laughs> Anyhow, again, if you would like to submit your own question, head to yourplaytimeradio.com or follow the link in my Instagram bio. I really hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. 
hope you've enjoyed listening to it as much as I have making it. And I'm going to go edit now. And I hope you're having an amazing day or night, wherever you are. I'm sending you so much love. Positive vibes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Thank you so, so much for listening. I really, really appreciate the support and all the love. And I'll be back very, very soon. Mwah.